everybody, and welcome to the High Session Story Podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I am your host, Johnny Masato, and joining me as usual today, Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. Hello. Devin Nakoba. Howdy. And our special guest today is uh, Darren Yap. Uh, with Yeah, and he's a, a tactical strength and conditioning, and uh, famously is, uh, is Max Holloway, strength and conditioning trainer. So we'll be talking to him for about an hour. Um, about uh, getting in shape because obviously everybody on this panel, except for Darren, definitely <laughs> use some advice. Uh, before we begin, let me remind all of our listeners of the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. Then you have uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts where you can uh, download the podcast or watch the podcast. There, please leave us a review, drop us a comment, or if you want to email us, it's uh, highsessions at yahoo.com. Lastly, if you'd like to help the show and get more music on the channel, uh, you can go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and donate. Uh, you can be more involved with the show. We do post uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Devin's laughing because I always say music, find more music on the channel. It's a podcast that we're just talking to people. But um, No, basically, it sounds like you're telling people, please give us money so we stop talking to each other. Yeah, that's right. That's and we right. just play music. If you want the podcast <laughs> if you want more to music, end, If you want more music instead of this... Yes. give us money. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's exactly my point. Every week that makes me laugh. <laughs> anyway, again, we've hit four new patrons in the last week. Ooh, nice. So mahalo to Dave, Kahlo, Renee, and Mike. Uh, no, no locations disclosed. So, uh, but uh, thank you very much for signing up to become patrons. So a little bit about Darren. So Darren is with uh, Tactical Strength and Conditioning. He's been, um, they've been open since 2001. And um, yeah, I, I, I talked to Darren for like five minutes before this podcast and I already learned more than I learned from, from most other people that have come on the podcast. So uh, you have a bachelor's degree from Puget Sound, but have a master's in exercise from UH, right? Exercise yes. science from UH. And is a certified strength and conditioning specialist uh, nationally. So Darren, thanks for uh, joining us today. Thank you. Now, my first question or my first thought was uh, you train athletes and a lot of high-level athletes. And how did you get into that like, genre specifically? Like, were, were you always kind of gearing toward that versus just training your average uh, Joe who walks into the gym? Um, what, what made you land in, in this specialty? Uh, you know, early on, back in uh, probably like 99 or 2000, um, we were training teams, like uh, high school teams, and then uh, we uh, were also training like Chaminade um, volleyball teams. Oh, okay. And the uh, assistant coach on the Chaminade volleyball team was uh, Tanya Fuomatu, and she yeah. played uh, beach volleyball, right? So um, we started training her, and then her brother is Chris Fuomatu Maafala, who at that time was playing for the Jaguars. And so we started training him oh. and uh, it kind of just went that direction from there. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, when, um, when I talk to musicians, you know, a lot of musicians, they don't want to do free gigs. You know, every gig is like, well, I got to get paid for my gig or whatever, but you do sometimes the free gigs because that leads to opportunities. And obviously you don't want to do all your gigs for free, but, 
So similarly with uh, training, you do you do some things thinking like this could lead to something else, and or was it just really by happenstance? You know, like back in '99 when when I started training, I, I had just graduated from Puget Sound, right? So I mean, I had zero experience, and uh, I was going to grad school and working at 24 hour to get some experience, right? Um, but so the opportunity to work with professional athletes, which I had no experience doing, was was huge. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I was at that time in the the first like three to five years, I was just trying to get as much experience as I could. I didn't care how or when or where, like, I just wanted to get, I just wanted to learn and, and, you know, get better at what I was trying to do. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, weren't you like, I've heard ads for you guys, right? Yeah. Because you guys have trained so many different uh, people and they, they love to do commercials for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We, we had some ads running, uh, it's been it's been a while now, but um, maybe uh, back in like 2010 to 2015 or something, we, we were doing some ads on the radio. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, wait, I know that name. Yeah, They're yeah. Famous. Yeah. <laughs> They're training all these uh, UH athletes and stuff. So right. very cool. Right. And where are you guys located right now? Right now we are um, we do not have a location. So COVID shut the gym down. Oh. And uh, and then at that time, um, the gym didn't reopen. When when the 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 actual gym that we were we were in decided not to reopen, so we're actually looking for a, a place to go right now. We're in between. That was only Kakako, correct? Yes, we were in Kakako before. Yeah. Um, Kakako, we were at Kakako Fitness, but then they shut down, and then so we're kind of uh, looking for a space right now. See, because I remember you guys. Um, you were right next to Physical Therapy Associates, right? Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we were there we were at that location for eleven years. And then and we moved across the street for five, the last five. You guys it would you would be amazed at how many athletes they can fit in this one <laughs> yeah. space. It looked like a I kid you not, it looked like a yeah. freaking closet. And yeah. you see all these big time athletes all walking in and out and in and they would go to physical therapy associates, right? right. right. Uh, with Brian folks. With Brian, yes. Brian and Paul. And yes. then they would walk out of there and go to you guys. Right. You would come out of the area with you guys. Right. And they would come in the other side. Every so often, I would go look for Brian or Paul, and they'd be over on your side talking story with you guys. And it was just yeah. – you would see the, the creme de la creme of not only the prep athletes, but you'd see the, the um, college athletes as well. And then you'd have some professional people come by too. Right. And I was always amazed because when you guys moved, uh, it got so quiet in that area. It <laughs> was like nobody. But you know the the stuff yeah. that you guys were doing with plyometrics and with um, uh, just getting the athletes to think differently about their bodies and how their right. bodies work, I right. think was really uh, revolutionary for a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, at least for the young ones. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know going to grad school at UH was pretty big. Um, in in a big stepping stepping stone or jump off point. In, in my career, in my learning, because it uh, hooked hooked me up with guys like Coop Durin. You know, if you remember Coop Durin, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, another one of my mentors was Jan Prince. He was a he used to be the swim coach at UH and big uh, biomechanics guy. But those guys um, hooked us up with or, or exposed us to what was going on in the mainland, how they were training in the mainland, and 
we made good contacts with some of some of their contacts, right? And um, we we were able to bring a lot of those uh, methods back home and and help the guys uh, help our local athletes with with what they were show them what what they were doing up there, you know. So yeah. that was that was real big. You know, what they, say, right? they it usually takes like ten years for for Hawaii to to uh, do what the what the kind of catch up, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Devin, how do you know that the location and that where, where they were and all that? Because uh, I Is used there to like a Baskin and Robbins there that you used to go. <laughs> uh, no, I got I hurt myself and I had oh. to go to physical therapy, and so I I pass by these guys and go, who is that in? And I'd see some big famous UH athlete in there, or or I would see some NFL player in there, and I would go, what the hell is that guy doing in there? Or it was even the volleyball players would go there, the track athletes would go there. Um, and then you'd see kids from Yolani, you'd see kids from Punahou. Uh, so it just became this thing where it was, they looked like a, fa literally, they looked like a factory of human beings coming in, doing stuff, and leaving. And it was just, it was constant. It was amazing. And I would, I would ask Brian folks about it, go, bro, what is with these guys? And I said, oh, no, they just. Aaron, was, it, was it just you doing all the training, or do you have a staff that? That was the we, uh, we tactical started with three guys. So me and uh, Wayne Hudson uh, was a uh, was one of my classmates from Puget Sound, and then Barry Toyama um, I met in grad school at UH. And then uh, over the years, like Wayne is now a cop, and then Barry's back at UH trying to get his PhD, and so it's just me now. Um, and then so you know I got. Usually every semester, um, we'll get a, a, a two or three UH interns, um, you know, seniors that got to get some hours to graduate. And that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good good little partnership we got going there. Cool. And what, where did you um, go to school and stuff? Did you Were you born and raised on Oahu and your partner's born and raised on Oahu too? Yeah, uh, I, I went to IAEA um, and then all, all – you know, Wayne was Wayne was from Kalani and Barry was from Mid Pacific, but um, yeah. So <laughs> almost had the trifecta of public school. Almost one, almost yeah. had a yeah. yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> the tax, all right. They're cool, they're cool. <laughs> so, um, did you always want to get into doing this kind of work, trainer work, or no? I went to Puget Sound with the interest of being a physical therapist, and mm. then uh, you know over the over that process, um, you do. I did a year of internships in physical therapy, and I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was just a lot of like um, walking, helping old people walk down the hall, and mm. you know, helping them stand it's up. The, uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then, so I, you know, fell in just kind of. Fell into training. Some of the older guys at Puget Sound were um, the, the the guys that were a couple years ahead of me were already, you know, looking at personal training as an option. So I just kind of explored that option after school. So when you talk about training uh, athlete versus, uh, you know, like, you know, I used to go to the gym and I would do my bench press and my curls and my sh you can't tell by looking at me, but I used to do that stuff. But you know, when when you when you're talking about coming into a place like yours, you guys aren't doing, it's not like a gym, like you're doing bench presses and uh, curls and stuff. Right. But so oh, we are for sure. Oh, okay. So, so it's 
so what, what's the difference between a, mm-hmm. on the training, you know, in the different sports? Because you have all these specific uh, sports on your website as to how you can train right. for, for them. But um, yeah, how does, I'm just kind of curious as how that differs from normal weight training and, and right. resistance training. Yeah. So in, in general, right, um, the, the biggest difference is that we focus on how they move. We want to make sure they're moving more efficiently. Um, so, for example, you know, if you, a, a normal general population person doesn't necessarily care how well they move. They just want to lose some fat. They want, they want to look better. Um, you know, it's, it's a bonus, I guess, if they move better, right? But right. Um, for the athlete, the main focus is they need to move better, which means that they need to be more explosive when they move. They need to reduce their risk for injury when they move. Um, and then through certain movements, those might need to be stronger, right? So, right. So we just break down. And this, this, took, this took a while, right? Because you got to think about the sports that we do, the positions that, that um, are in each sport. Uh, and we just have to look at how they move um, and make sure that what we're doing is going to support that movement. Right, so like a, a wide receiver, for example, moves a little bit different than a defensive back, although they might be the same physically. A defensive mm-hmm. back needs to needs to drop step and turn a lot more. Wide receivers don't ever drop step, right? So those kind of things. And um, so we, we train those movements. Um, we train those actual movements that they have to do on the field or in the court. And then we'll do strength training, um, lifting weights that will support those movements also. I'm sorry. I'm only laughing because John and Kyle don't really play organized sports. <laughs> they weren't like they never uh-uh. played football or basketball, right. or, you know. Right. So <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I was not. I so was you're talking not, about uh, jumping back and <laughs> fast twitch yeah. muscles. I, I, I can like, follow Devin. I'm yeah, not that bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know what football is. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't like these these guys out there that they, they make like now it's kind of like cool to make like, you don't know about sports, you know, uh, especially right, on Twitter right, and right, stuff, right, right. you know, when the Super Bowl yeah. comes up, people tweet like, Oh, it's uh it's game ball day or whatever. It's like, shut up. <laughs> Just enjoy the, enjoy the freaking sport. You know, sorry. Getting yeah. tangent. But no, no, so, no, please, John. We love what you said. Go ahead, dude. go ahead, please. It's anyway, for a much more entertaining podcast. Well, I, I'm I'm kind of curious more in that. Uh, so when Max came to you guys, what at what point in his career did he he start training with you folks? Oh, uh, Max was 18, 18 years old. Um, wow. So he was a uh, he had he had a big fight coming up, big local fight coming up against Harris Sarmiento. Um, and Harris was like a vet, like just a tough, tough, tough. Um, and, uh, it was a five round fight. Max never fought five rounds before. So, um, he came in to train for that. And then uh, he, he won, he beat Harris and then, uh, he fought one more time. And then after that, uh, right after that fight, he got called to the UFC. I see. Wow. So, you know, when he was um, training at 18 years old, did you see potential in him? Above and beyond all the rest of the UFC, I mean, no, all the, the MMA fighting. Absolutely not. Yeah. So, so a lot of it is 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 the work that he put in. Yeah. So the the joke, and Max Max says it all the time too, is the the joke is that, and I don't remember this, but he <laughs> he tells me that I said it is that I I told um, his head coach, which is Rylan Lazar, is 
I told Rylan, uh, what do you want me to do with this kid? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. So, but, uh, he was, he, you know, the, he was, he fight, he fights at 145, right. uh, 145 pounds. And, and he, he was probably walking around at like 148 at the time. Right. Yeah. And so right. He, he was just a skinny 18 year old kid. And I mean it, and yeah, to his credit, it, it, he just put in the work and just kept putting in the work and just showed up and, you know, and that's, that's what happens, you know, like he's a great, great story for most of the kids here that aren't blessed with crazy NFL, NBA talent, right. Or, or mm -hmm. those genetics that if you can just stay the course and just keep putting in the work, like it'll, and not give up, right. Just stay the course and go all the way. It'll, it'll pay off for you. So when you met with him, did the trainers, uh, or sorry, did his uh, manager say, okay, we need him to fight in this style. So train him to, you know what I mean? Like yeah, work for on sure. the cardio, work on yeah. the strength. I mean, yes. did you, did you have to sit down with him and kind of oh, go, okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, what is that process? Okay. So, you know, Max is a, Max is a volume striker, right? So he's not a guy that has um, that one punch power. Mm -hmm. uh, so he needs to he needs to be able to outwork the other the, his opponent, and so the cardio is going to be huge. He needs to have the cardio and the stamina to to throw those hundreds of punches every you know every fight and 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 hit the guy more than uh, more than he gets hit. He gets hit. Yeah. And he's has a big um, one of his big uh, strengths is his movement. Like his he, he can move in and out, get his angles. So he's got to be able to uh, to move in and out and laterally really quickly too. So um, those are the things that we focused on early on. Um, but also that the kid was really skinny and he needed to get stronger to because he he wasn't he's not a grappler right he's a he's a kickboxer mm -hmm. right. so to beat Max everybody was gonna wrestle him take him down so he needed to be able to get stronger so that he could have better takedown defense. Well, so, I was gonna I was gonna say when I saw him. Fighting, I'm like, man, this guy gives me hope, man. He's got the same kind of body like me, a skinny dude, but he's <laughs> licking everyone, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so, so yeah, what kind of action? Because, but, but you can see when he throws his punches, the um, there's a lot of power behind it, and he's very efficient, you know, with with his striking. Very so efficient. What what kind of um, exercises or how did you start? Well, you, well, you, I think you were about to explain, but he was a skinny guy. So how did you give get the strength part going? Yeah, um, you know, a, a lot of punching power is just developed through through the uh, from the ground up, so through the legs, through the hips, making sure the core is strong, and then all that energy builds from the ground and then comes out through the hands, right? So mm -hmm. we just got to make sure that um, he's able to develop that torque through his lower body, and then his core is strong enough so that it can it can uh, work, that all that energy can is not going to be uh, leaked out through his core, and then it can come out. Uh, through his through his fists, so a ton of uh, tips and and core work to increase punching power. But again, um, for his style where he throws a lot of volume, his uh, his rotator cuff needed to be strong because he's throwing so many punches that if mm -hmm. his rotator cuff's not strong, then um, the wear and tear on his shoulders and the increased risk of shoulder injury is going to go way up. So um, those are the those are the main areas that we continue to focus on actually. Mm. Wow. So, so is it a combination of uh, weight training? Do you have them doing plyometrics? I, I mean, I don't know. Some of the stuff, yeah. 
I have no idea how much you can tell people and not tell people. So I don't know if it's like industry secret stuff between like Max or how that works. So let's yeah. put it this way. Let's say, let's say John was going to go into your gym <laughs> and become the next MMA fighter. Hey, what would be the first kind of exercise you would put John on? To, yeah, to so I, I can break down a, a typical session for you guys. Like, okay. so we normally, you know, the warm-up starts with some mobility exercises, right? Just just making sure your your joints are nice and warm uh, or nice and loose so that we can, we can get going. But uh, we do a lot of joint stability work. So, for example, we'll do a lot of hip, uh, hip stability work. We'll do a lot of, like, rotator cuff shoulder stability work. And then we'll do a lot of ankle stability work. Um, and basically, mm. this serves a couple purposes. One, it'll um, prepare the joints so that we can get uh, more explosive work out of it. And then two, it'll uh, decrease the risk for injury, um, you know, over the, over the course of the training by just increasing those, those stabilizers. So we always start with um, joint stability work, and then we go into our plyometrics or our, our, movement, our movement work. So if, if John was a, wanted to be a striker um, and he was going to work on a, his lateral movement and his in-and-out movement, um, we do a lot of movement like that. Uh, and then, so we probably spend maybe half an hour of working on plyometrics and move, uh, sports specific movements with John. And then after that, uh, we'll go into do his strength training. Um, and then we, we usually finish the, the session with, uh, with some core work, some, some spine stability work. How, how many, many sessions? Be, uh, how many Sorry. days would John be in bed after that? <laughs> yeah, so after the first session, John will be in bed for the rest of the week. <laughs> I, I do not doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. How long does a how long does a typical session go? A two hours, hours. Two hours. hours. Yeah. Okay. So. You'll find that, that I mean, and that's before he gets to the part where he's doing striking and yeah, like yeah, all yeah, of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right? So, so like so. a typical MMA guy has has to do their strength and conditioning, right? They got to do their um, their striking work, their kickboxing work, right? And then they have um, their groundwork, their wrestling, and then their jiu-jitsu. So they got uh, they got a kind it's of a long day, man. all those workouts. Yeah, they don't do everything in a, in one day, you know. But they gotta because they're not, you know, physically you just can't handle that kind of work. But mm. you gotta get in all those sessions in through the week, yo. So exercises for um, like working on the uh, the hips and stuff like that to make sure he's mobile. Is it? Um, is it more stretching stuff, or do you have him running? No, uh, the in the beginning it's stretching. Like the 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 first thing that we do is we'll stretch. Yeah, we we'll, we do a lot of stretching. Um, there's a lot of like like flow. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like right now, but there's a lot of flow stuff where guys go in from one position to the other position, and they just kind of they don't. There's not really much holding. It's more like fluid and dynamic. And oh, interesting. Just try to, you know, um, hmm. kind of like a, I don't know, it's a blend with, with some yoga movements. Um, hmm. But we, we don't necessarily do that. I'm just, that, that's the trend now. Uh, but if you want to make improvements in your flexibility, you need to spend time on it, right? Like anything, you need mm -hmm. to spend time on it. And so, we, we tend to actually sit down and, and static stretch and, and try to get improvements in range of motion by, you know, breathing while we're holding positions and stuff like that um, instead of doing, like, flows. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's just a different 
different concept, you know. But I, I can't stress the stretching enough. At one point in my life, man, I kept pulling my back, you know, like yeah. it, it was just bad. And so I was going to physical therapy and then, you know, they massaged me up and I was doing the exercising and stuff. And then one day I was, I was lying on my back and the physical therapist kind of picked my leg up, you know, just to try to go straight. And it, it only went like just yeah. a couple of degrees, you know, he goes, holy cow, you're, you're, uh, well, I don't know what that muscle in the back of your leg is called, but hamstring, yeah. hamstring. He's like, you have like the tightest hamstrings I've ever seen in my life, you know? I was like, oh, and he, he said, the hamstring pulls on your back. So if your hamstring is tight like that, it's going to affect your back. Ever since then, as long as I stretch, I never have problems with my back. It, it's like yeah. magic, you know? Yeah. So the, like a lot of the physical therapists, and you know, like Devin mentioned, like um, Brian and Paul from Physical Therapy Associates, we work with those guys really closely and they'll, they'll always um, revert back to like stretching, you know, and there's really nothing that can replace that. You know, mm -hmm. you gotta, if, if you want to get more range of motion and you want to be more flexible, you have to stretch. There's just no way of getting around that. You can go get your massage and you can do all these other things, but at the end of the day, that's going to support the stretching. That's going to help maybe make the stretching more effective, but you still got to stretch. You know, they, they mm. used to everybody foam rolling now and that kind of stuff. Those are all good things. Like, again, make it'll make the stretching more effective, but you still got to stretch. And that's that's the thing that, you know, nobody does until they get hurt and go to PT and then they're forced to stretch, right? Dude, that's, that's <laughs> or, you have the, or you have the PT guy sitting there working on you and you're like, ow, ow, ow. And they go, <laughs> yeah, see, if you yeah. just stretch, then it doesn't hurt like this. <laughs> you Right. Right. Brian, Brian uh, and Paul get a perverse thrill out of torturing people. Yeah. What is the, uh, yeah. What is the one um, thing that you would stress for non-athletes like us to do in the morning or every day just to kind of maintain, you know, our, 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 our health and um, stretch? <laughs> stretching? If, if you had to pick one thing, would it be stretching or what would um, it be, walking or – yeah, that's a good good question. You know, it really depends. Like, I think, you know, injury prevention-wise, stretching is probably your best bet. Um, but uh, it's not going to do much for, like, your strength or, you know, your cardio and stuff like that. So it really depends on what what you're trying to – where you're trying to go with your, with your life, you know. But at the end of the day, man, just do something. Something's better than nothing. <laughs> Well, I, I, uh, I asked this question when we were on the phone, but maybe you can share with Devin and Kyle because um, I thought it was interesting. You know, for the average person that's doing exercise and whatnot, what, what would be your advice for just the average Joe who, you know, wants to exercise, wants to look good, or, right. but, uh, you know, doesn't have time to do four hours of uh, cardio right. or whatever. You know, so so we had, uh, as I was talking to John on the phone, I was telling him that, you know, for a lot of the general population, um, they're really afraid of, not afraid or they don't want to, especially the women, they don't want to get muscles and they don't want to look, look like a, a bodybuilder or whatever. And so they end up doing these, these, like, these workouts, right, that are like toning workouts or light workouts or workouts to lengthen their muscles or, you know, whatever, right? But at mm -hmm. the end of the day, um, you got to get muscle, right? And, and because just because you guys go out there and lift three days a week, you're not going to look like a bodybuilder. It's just not going to happen. You know? So the, if you go out and do like calorie burn type exercises, like, like running or, 
whatever, say you burn two, 300 calories every day, every day you go out and jog or do a, do a workout, you're going to have to do that workout all the time for the rest of your life because how else are you going to burn those two or 300 calories every day, right? right, right. But if you have muscle, if you spend two months, three months just lifting weights, just building some muscle, that muscle is going to burn the burn more calories while you're sitting down on the couch doing nothing than, you know, whether you're, you don't need to go out and jog every day anymore. You know, mm -hmm. you can just spend three months getting more muscle. You'll, you'll burn more calories that way. I, I was telling John, it's kind of like a uh, investing, right? You, you go out and work and you, you make your money and you, you spend your money. You work, make your money, spend your money. You're going to work the rest of your life, right? But if, lifting weights and building muscle is like going to work and then investing your money, right? Going to work, investing your money. And then down the road, you, you can retire because you got all this money built up. Right? Not to say that you don't ever need to do cardio ever again, but I mean, it's gonna, you, you can take more days off, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, and it's, it's really hard to look like a bodybuilder. It is yeah. incredibly hard to look like a bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> Three days a week doesn't mean you're gonna look like. That. <laughs> so let's say like during COVID we're locked down, right? We we can't go to the gym. A lot of us don't have any gym equipment here, nor any exercise equipment. Yeah. What is what is the one exercise you think that can be beneficial for us to gain muscle and and endure um, strength? Is it like chin ups? Is it a planking? Is it like sit ups? Is it is it like um, push ups? What what is the one exercise? Right. Probably you know probably um, something like a like a push up or. And and then you can also do something like a, a squat, right? You can hold a hold your kid and squat, or or something like that. Like that, that the squatting will build good hip and leg leg muscles. The push-ups will will build good um, upper body muscles. Um, and then load it, you know. Like if you can do twenty push-ups in a row, that's probably too many. Like you put something on your back so you only can do like ten. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So, so use some some weight on there. Okay. Yeah, because you don't want to like you're not going to build too much muscle. It's, it's going to take a while. It's it's not as efficient to do 25 push-ups versus if you can put some load on there and do 10. You know. Oh, that's interesting. Cause yeah, I used to do pull-ups and push-ups. Again, you can't tell, but I used to. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I used to do like uh, 10 pull-ups and then I do 25, you know, sets of 25 push-ups thinking that I'm doing muscle, but it's also because I'm doing so many, I'm getting like a little bit of a cardio workout. Right, exactly. And that's exactly the point, right, is that you end up turning it into more of a, a cardio burn, like just a calorie burn thing instead of like building muscle type of thing. Hmm. Oh, that's why I don't have any muscles. You gotta have your kids sit on your back down while you do push-ups. Yeah. Kid, yeah, my yeah. kids are pretty small. I, I could probably do one or two with them on my back, but I don't know about that. <laughs> Oh, that is, okay. Yeah. That is interesting. Now, now hey, Darren, I, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go Dev. Ahead. No, my question was no. gonna suck. <laughs> Just curious, you know, as far as the COVID thing, kind of piggybacking on what Kyle was saying, because we, the three of us, me, you, and John, have kids, um, and a lot of them are sitting around the house. Mm. How are you? Uh, what are your suggestions for getting your kids out? Or, I mean, is there stuff that you can do around the house that can make that can give them that same sort of uh, cardio or plyometric stuff or yeah I, I think um, you know when you're looking at what just what we have around the house there it'll probably be pretty safe for your kids to do right so if you're just doing push-ups and squats on your own 
um, you can make your kids go ahead and do that body weight stuff too, or they can hold, you know, a backpack of, of books, you know, and, and squat with their backpack on or something like that. That, that stuff's fine. Um, it's probably not gonna, it's, it's probably very low risk, right? Um, just a matter of, you know, when they, when they get into a gym or a, or a place like that, where they, the, uh, options for them to, to go beyond their means, then, then that gets a little bit more risky, but, just, I think that for the stuff around the house, you know, putting together like some kind of body weight uh, program where they're doing push-ups, sit-ups, chin-ups, body weight squats, all that kind of stuff is fine. If you got a hill, go make them run the hill, you know. That mm-hmm. stuff, stuff like that. Is that what you do to your kids? Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I, I that, was, that must be horrible to have a dad who's a trainer. Well, my kids are very <laughs> high energy. So if they're sitting oh. around the house all day, they're not going to be able to go to sleep at night. So they got to burn oh. some of that energy off. Yeah. So I, I make them go go do something. Yeah. I've I've always been a big proponent of running up hills because I feel like when I just run on like flat land, I'm not doing anything. Like at least if I'm going up the hill, then it's toning my butt. You know, <laughs> that's an that's an important part. It's not a lady. I don't want to have that image in my head, dude. Thank you. <laughs> Let me, I'll ask you this question. Uh, so there was an MMA fight, or there is an MMA fighter. His name is Chris Lieben. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you remember that guy. He's from like the Ultimate Fighter 1 and used to live yeah. somewhere, I think, in like Ainahaina or something. Okay, So yeah. I would see him a lot in Hawaii Kai. He'd be at Zippies and, and what. I, I never met him, but but I used to do the uh, Cocoa Head Stairs a lot. This is before Instagram and that place became a tourist destination, you know, so there would be nobody there. But I'd see Chris Lieben running up that hill carrying a, a punching bag it's probably like an 80 pound bag and he's yeah. running up that that wow. hill man the guy was a yeah. monster monster but uh but I, longevity wise that's probably not a good thing to do on a regular basis right because i meant yeah, bad know, on the joints and stuff um it it, it yes and no if, if your joints are stable and strong enough to handle it you know, you'd probably be okay, um, but uh, yeah, he there's was. Probably better, there's probably a better way to do it too. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just saw him trucking up that thing. With I thought, holy yeah. cow! Like, and then, and then to see him like get beat up in some of the. I mean, he was a tough guy, you know. But then to see him get beat up, it's like, man, I know how strong this guy is. If someone's beating him up, you know, that is insane. When you think about the level of. Uh, athleticism or whatever when you get to that, yeah. to that level it's, it's yeah nice. yeah they, so. yeah that at that level you know in, in any sport right at that professional level that elite elite level i mean the the difference in winning and losing is so small i mean mm-hmm. you're you're talking like not even less than one percenters right so i mean it's uh it it's really tough to to win consistently at that level. Yeah. 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 As unfortunately Max has shown because he got robbed. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, oh, yeah, did, they, did you guys talk about Abu Dhabi at all when they came back? Um, we, you know what? Uh, we didn't talk too much about Abu Dhabi. We were, we were talking more about the fight when they came back. And oh, okay. Had the, had the uh, results been different, we probably would have been talking a little bit more about Abu Dhabi, but um, – <laughs> You know, I, I I'll see them. They're in, they're all in quarantine right now, right? So I'll I'll see them when they get out, and then uh, we'll uh we'll 
discuss that stuff in more detail. Yeah, so Darren, you, you train. You, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Darren. So wait. So you set up his program, and then they go to Abu Dhabi and they do it, or you know what I mean? Like it seems that like you were working with him one to one, and then yeah. By the time right? by the time he's in Abu Dhabi, um, all our strength and conditioning is done. Oh, okay. okay. So if if um if, if if for example like he goes up longer than usual, then I'll put a program something for him to do the last week or whatever. But most of the time, by the time he travels, he, we're we're done already. Oh wow, interesting. So, so you rarely travel with him when he fights, then? I I travel with him. I just didn't go to Abu Dhabi because uh, they had so many restrictions. The mm -hmm. UFC had so many restrictions, and then you know I. I, I would it would it would, been, it would have been like a month commitment on my part with with the travel and then the quarantine after. Yeah. yeah. Is your wife is your wife standing over your shoulder right now? Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> no. no, but he's like he wasn't going to Abu Dhabi, bro. One month, forget oh, about yeah, it. I wanted to go to Abu Dhabi too. Like that's that's just such a crazy place. Um, but just bad timing. And you know what? They 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 were in quarantine for most of the time. They they couldn't go anywhere when they're in Abu Dhabi. Right, right, right. So it right. wasn't like they. You know, if if they could have um, stayed after the fight, they could have um, done all the kind of things that, you know, touristing things. But uh, right after that fight was done, I think like six hours later, they're on the plane back going back home. Wow. wow. I didn't know that. Crazy. They didn't, Abu Dhabi didn't let them stay. UFC didn't let them stay. They're, they sent them home right after. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. But they didn't really and do much they, there. And then they quarantined for 14 days after that. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Man. Well, I was telling my friend, we were, we were sitting down before this uh, interview downstairs in my kitchen talking story. And I said, hey, after, when Max is done fighting, he can become a professional Twitch streamer. Yeah. Because he already yeah. liked to play video games and yeah. he got the name. Like, he can be a professional video gamer after this. Yeah, I, I think that's one of his goals. Like, for real. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. You people know, are going to be talking so much shit to him on... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what you gonna do, Max? What you gonna do? <laughs> no, they they already do. They they talk a lot of smack to him when they're playing video games. They they tell him stuff like, "Aren't you supposed to be training right now?" <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, you can, I, You know, nowadays it it is crazy. Like I I barely know this world, and I don't think Devin and Kyle even have an idea of this world. But there's a whole world of people who play play video games and they do YouTube channels and they do, and they make a ton of money, like a good amount. And, um, dude, we yeah. have kids. How would I not know this world? Well, Kyle, Kyle no more kids, but yeah, well, uh, yeah, but Kyle's a nerd like that. So he would probably know, you know, you know, what is, what is super interesting is that, um, one of the, uh, massage tools, you know, there's a, the, the company that makes massage tools. Yeah. They were saying that their two biggest markets are athletes and gamers. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Sitting yeah, in a chair all day, man. Chair, yeah, man. I can see the gamers getting wrecked. Well, just yesterday, I was, in, uh, I was with uh, Jake Shimabukuro, the ukulele player. And he got this thing that looked like a drill. But it's got a ball on the end of it. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. he was, he was uh, yeah. massaging me with it. And that thing yeah. is unreal, man. That, it's, it's terrific. I got yeah. one. Oh, you got so one that's, too? That's, that's the one? That's the um, that's the company that they said that that's uh, that's that's the biggest markets is gamers and athletes. Yeah, but, but Jake, you know, because he plays so much, right? He got with his right. his arm and his so he massages his hand with it and his his forearm and stuff like that, and says it works really well. So 
Oh, that's yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is there a brand that I should look out to buy for that 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 drill massage thing? Because I'm I've, I've been doing some research, but I haven't I, I don't I haven't pulled the trigger because I don't know which one is a good brand or anything. You know. Yeah. Um. There's so there's there's two that we've we've used before, or um, one is a Theragun. And oh, that's the, other the one, one that Jake had. Yeah. And the other the one. one I have to. Sorry, what was this? Yeah. What said Piper Bolt? Piper Bolt. That's the one Piper I have. Volt. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Piper Bolt. I kind of like the Hyper Volt a little bit better. It's uh, it's very similar. It's incredibly similar. Yeah. Um, I think you, at that point, you just pick the cheaper one. You know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, I'll go get it. Hold on. All right. This is perfect pod for our, all of our audio listeners. Devin's going to hold up this <laughs> yeah, right. camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's great. So See, I, I, I think the problem I have is not the athletic pain, but it's more like the gamer pain because I'm at my computer designing all day, yeah. sitting yeah. down all day. Uh -huh. So, you know, I, I wanted to get some kind of massage too like that, not because I'm like training, but because I'm just sitting down all day. You know? Yeah, what, you know, and it's a great tool. I like it a lot. But it's like you have a stiff neck all the time. Yeah. It's, it's, it sucks to do this the whole time, you know? Yeah. Like you're going to yeah. be holding it. Like, it's not fun. Yeah. So what? what That's why he's married, though. So maybe his wife can do it for yeah, him. Maybe you yeah. Maybe you got to be nice and get your wife to that do it. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I got to gotta invent my own tools, man, for this one. Well, well, yeah. my wife was saying that's what everyone was doing like this last Christmas was they buying their spouse the Theragun so that they could get use it on the, you know, they could use yeah, it yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Devin, you use it every day, Devin? Not every day, but uh, probably every other. <clears throat> Uh, or your back or your legs or your I actually actually honestly I use it on my hips because I um my my lower back and my hips I have uh I don't know because I'm old that that joint right that joint right in your your hip socket oh. at least for me it like hurts a lot so when I go walking and stuff I usually have to use this at the end to try to kind of loosen things up because you can for me at least because I can't even touch my toes I can only stretch so much and then the gun helps with the rest of it yeah. but mm. uh, also doing that sciatic nerve on the like the i remember uh i went and got a um sports massage one time a while back and this lady was incredible but i've never felt pain like that in my life because she yeah. basically mm. like she put her she put her fist on the side of my leg and just went down my sciatic and I thought my my knee was gonna explode, but I felt way better afterwards. And she said, "Yeah, you're you're carrying all the stress in your legs, and it's making your back do one of these that, you know, it's it's tilting your pelvis, and so right. everything because everything's connected. If you don't loosen stuff up, it's just gonna you're gonna get more and more bent over. And we're all you know we're all yeah. slouching and we're all um, not doing stuff right. That's why Brian has to work on me now because I um." I, I messed up my shoulder blade, but he said, oh, it's all in your, uh, your shoulder blade, your shoulder blade in the back. He said, the muscles are not, they're just not firing correctly. So we got to rearrange that and, and get that working correctly. And he, again, uh, like he was talking about, a lot of it is plyometrics. It's taking those rubber bands and stretching them out mm -hmm. and doing repetitive work that kind of uh, loosens things up. So, but yeah, this gun is awesome, <laughs> but, but it's right, really expensive. It's, like, it's really it's expensive. Like, 
it was like 350 bucks yeah. and then you and then they're like and all you get is the box and all the little head things yeah. and the and the charge and they're like oh uh we sell you the um the case for 60 dollars oh. <laughs> i was like man what yeah. but yeah it's uh, it's been terrific everybody who's tried it has really sworn by it but now i don't know you people are trying to sell them on like amazon for like 30 bucks and it's not the same thing at all i had no, a by that that by that knockoff one and oh man those knockoff ones are horrible they're just yeah. not, they're not worth the they're not worth the money at all so sorry for digressing no 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 no, no. so so uh darren one more question and then we'll do our three album question but so two more questions really for this part of the podcast <laughs> uh, so i have a friend who's uh who's a Peloton fanatic. She loves mm. her Peloton and she gets on her Peloton and all that stuff. So she, so should, should she also be doing some weight training if she's uh, doing her Peloton every day and uh, whatever they do on that thing? Yeah. <laughs> they do. Yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> I, I think every, everyone needs to do some, some strength training, some weight training, right? It, it just, yeah. It just will make everything. Um, it'll it'll make it more efficient. You know your 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 body composition changes will be faster. Um, you'll be you'll be healthier. You, you'll be able to do more. Like just functionally, like she'll be able to do more things around the house. Right? She'll be stronger. Um, right, right, right. Risk risk for injury just in daily life stuff will go down also. Um, but you know what? if no no if, oh, if, if you like to run. And you like to do cardio? That's great. Keep doing it. I'm not, don't don't stop doing it. But if you have the time, like you should do some strength training also. And you, what you, is you, the you, draw of the Peloton thing anyway? I don't understand because isn't well, it just a stationary bike? It's just a stationary bike, yeah. But they have video, videos and you know? trainers, yeah, that supposedly are entertaining and inspirational. So yeah, isn't it like uh, isn't it like fifteen hundred dollars or something? Right. It's more than that. No, it's like, monthly. Yeah, really. There's a monthly fee too. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Why that, Kyle? No, thank you. <laughs> I was like, that sounds tiring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dev. Uh, let, let's do our, our three our desert island. So what we're gonna do is we'll do our desert island discs uh, question, and then uh, we'll kind of wrap it up. Devin has to leave. He has to take his daughter to the orthodontist, and we'll do our Patreon section after. And I'll kind of give a preview to what that'll be uh, after this. So, Devin, go ahead. And I'm, I'm also using this to get out of the Patreon part of this, which was to try to uh, – the, the idea was let's have Darren try to give you advice so that you're not fat and out of shape. So, <laughs> thank you. I get to escape that. Now you get to work on the two of them. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Darren, just out of curiosity, do you have any uh, – we usually ask for three albums that are kind of your desert island disc, the three that – maybe influenced you three that you uh, or, or an album that you know you have to listen to that kind of stuff uh so i i think i'll break it down like in maybe stages of my life okay <laughs> yeah i like that. perfect perfect yeah in high school college like i was a huge offspring guy oh uh-huh uh nice and then uh i think uh you know maybe a uh, more recently I, I like that uh, Zach Brown band album. Okay. Oh, okay. And free, then, uh, free, right? Free? Free, yes, free. Yeah, yeah. Then, That's a good song. But then the, the, like all time, probably like all time favorite is Gotta Go Kalapana. Uh, hey, all right. Uh, nice. 
That nice. is uh, cool, Kyle's favorite band as well. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So, timeless. But you're a young guy. How? Oh, I won't get your age, but I don't think you're. I think you're younger than all of us. But yeah, how did you? I'm how did you? Say, oh yeah, okay. You my, my age. All right. So about the same. Okay. I, yeah, and your kids are about the same age, so there you oh, go. Yeah. Probably, probably was hanging around you at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you went to go see him live in concert someplace. Guarantee, some bar, yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah guarantee. Hey, sure. <laughs> don't, don't sleep on the offspring, man. The offspring was great. I used to listen to them uh, heading up. They're good on the way to surf music. Yes. Because it gets you pumped yes. up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now, you look pretty tan. Are you out surfing or doing something? Uh, only, only in quarantine. I haven't gotten on a board in like 20 years. And then since oh, quarantine, that's all we've been doing, you know, is going to the beach. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where, where do you live? What, what side of the island? I live in Manoa. Okay, nice. so where's your, where are you surfing at now? So we take the, we take the kids to Waimanalo. And I've been trying to ride a, ride a, a, a Odyssey a soft top on the, the shore break. Oh, you like Cockroach Bay? Um, I don't know what uh, it's straight, called, straight out we, like uh, between Sherwood, like between yeah, and Makapu, right? Yeah, yeah. We go we go out by like um, uh, by the ho- the residential area, mm-hmm. like right yep. after Kennecke's. Oh, yep. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just Cockroach Bay. Where is that? Actually, that's before I'm. That's before I'm on Nalo. I, we, we, I'm getting mixed up. Where is so that, there, John? There's Cockroach Cove. That's by Sandy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's uh, yeah, a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. All right. All right. Yeah, I like cool. those three. That's that's a good. That's a good three. Yeah. Island those are excellent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, they are his choices, so yeah. We're not gonna. <laughs> we can't. like yeah. those suck, man. What kind of choices <laughs> you make it with your you music? Need to change your choices. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of choice? Sheesh. So Dev, we'll, we'll excuse you. And uh, let right. you go. Guys, then, very um, nice to meet you, bro. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Great, uh, great information. Oh, thank uh, you. Thanks for all the work that you're doing. This was really um, fun. <laughs> and then, uh, so coming up, I want to talk to you about your meeting with the, the Toronto Raptors and how that went Ooh. and what ideas you got from that. Uh, that thing. So I read a little article about that. So, you read an article? I was wondering, how did you hear about that? Uh, that was a man. I, I do my research before our guests come on the, on the pod. You know, I'm a professional here. Oh boy. Plus, you gotta have something juicy for the Patreon people. So that's there right. you go. That's right. That's right. So Dev, All thanks, right. man. Have fun. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. All right. Bye. Later. Take care, Dev. Okay.